Hello, and welcome to the Thinking Jew Podcast, where we dive deep into Torah and Judaism to uncover its hidden beauty. Come join us as we take a closer look and breathe new life into traditional Jewish ideas. And now, here's your host, Rabbi Moshe Siegel. Hello, and welcome to episode 60. When you think of classic Jewish foods, there's a bunch of different foods that probably pop into your mind. Maybe lox and bagels, matzo ball soup, maybe even kosher pickles. One of the top items is definitely going to be gefilte fish. Everyone, no matter what branch of Judaism you're a part of, has heard of this classic dish and probably at some point in their time tasted gefilte fish. So I want to spend a few minutes today taking a deeper look at gefilte fish. What exactly is gefilte fish? We'll discuss a little bit of the history of it and also a bit of the halachic discussion, the relevance to Jewish law and why it became such an essential part of Jewish cuisine. So interestingly, the earliest historical mention of gefilte fish is actually in a non-Jewish German cookbook from the 1350s called, and I know this isn't going to sound right, but I'll try my best, Das Buch von Guter Speise, which translates to The Book of Good Food, and the entry was called Gefilte Heisten, which means stuffed pike. And the origins of this dish actually go back to the upper-class Catholics of that region. During Lent, they were prohibited from eating meat, so they came up with this fancy dish known nowadays as gefilte fish. Now, the word gefilte is German, or nowadays also Yiddish, and it means filled, which is kind of like what it sounds like, gefilte. Historically, the gefilte fish was actually a stuffed fish. What they used to do was they would take out the insides of the fish, remove the bones, grind up the flesh of the fish, add in some spices, maybe some vegetables, and then place the entire fish loaf back inside its original skin, and then they would cook it like that and then serve it. Hence the name, stuffed fish. Some three centuries later in the mid-1600s, people stopped bothering placing the fish back into the skin as it was an unnecessary additional step, and thus began the gefilte fish balls or loaves as are commonplace nowadays. Now that's the basic history of the gefilte fish, and the question that remains is if it started as an upper-class Catholic food, why did it become so popular amongst all classes of Jews? So let's begin with the general concept of eating fish on Shabbos, and then we'll go from there to gefilte fish specifically. The verse in Isaiah, chapter 58, verse 13 says, And you shall call Shabbos a delight, the karasal is Shabbos oneg. And the Talmud in Tractate Shabbos 118b is discussing the greatness of enjoying and delighting in Shabbos. And the Talmud asks, Bamem ango, in which way, how should one enjoy the Shabbos? The Talmud answers in the name of Rav, with beets, large fish, and heads of garlic. Rav Chia adds in the name of Rav, that even if you can only afford one small dish, be prepared in honor of Shabbos, you are rewarded tremendously. And what's an example of a small dish? Rav Papa answers, small fried fish. The Talmud then goes on and describes a person by the name of Yosef, the one who honors Shabbos. And Yosef, the one who honors Shabbos, was cautious to always buy a special fish in honor of Shabbos. So clearly in Talmudic times, one of the primary forms of honoring Shabbos 
was through eating fish. In fact, the Magen Avram and the Mishnah Brura, two of the primary commentaries on the Code of Jewish Law, both mention this custom and suggest eating fish at all three of your Shabbos meals. On a simple level, this may be based on preference, meaning you're supposed to honor Shabbos with whatever delicacies you enjoy. And at that time, fish was definitely considered a great delicacy, so that was the item of choice. But the deeper sources add much more depth to this custom of eating fish on Shabbos. Firstly, the great Kabbalist known by his book, the Bnei Yisachar, writes that there are three things that during creation, God explicitly blessed. First, on Thursday of creation, he blesses the fish. On Friday, he blesses Adam and Eve. And lastly, he blesses the holy day of Shabbos itself. So the Bnei Yisachar explains that a three-stranded cord will not easily break. So when we, the descendants of Adam and Eve, eat fish on the holy day of Shabbos, we're tapping into this triple blessing all at the same time. Another interesting reason for eating fish on Shabbos is brought by the famous Sephardic Kabbalist, the Ben Ishchai, who writes that we know that animals in general require shechita, ritual slaughter, before we eat them. But fish have no such requirement. And he explains the reason for this is because they're inherently more perfected and therefore they need less work from the human side to be able to elevate them. And this, the Ben Ishchai explains, is true on Shabbos as well. On Shabbos we exist in a more perfected plane in which it's easier for us to elevate ourselves without the generally necessary human action. So because of this, he explains there's also the custom to eat fish, which reflect that same concept on Shabbos. One last Kabbalistic reason is quoted in the name of Rabbi Yaakov Rokeach, who writes, and this is a little bit better in the Hebrew, but I'll try my best, one who eats dog on the day of dog will be saved from dog. So there's a few different play on words here, which is why the Hebrew was important. The word dog means fish in Hebrew. The numerical value of that word, the word is a dalit and gimel, which adds up to the number seven. And Dag can also be an acronym for Din Gehenum, or the judgment of purgatory. So putting that all together, if we read it again, it says, One who eats Dag, fish, on the day of Dag, the seventh day, meaning Shabbos, will be saved from Dag, the judgment of purgatory. So clearly the custom to eat delicious food, and specifically fish on Shabbos, is a very ancient custom documented to at least the times of the Talmud, and probably even before that. But now the question becomes, what's so special about gefilte fish? Why did that become the standard Shabbos appetizer? So there are a few advantages of gefilte fish. On a practical level, gefilte fish was much more affordable. In many parts of Europe, the Jews were extremely poor, and with a gefilte fish style, you could buy one fish, and you can add in matzah meal and some vegetables, some spices and eggs, and potentially feed much more people with only one fish. Now, in addition to the practical reason given, there's also two benefits in halacha, in Jewish law, for eating a gefilte fish on Shabbos. First of all, there's a prohibition against cooking on Shabbos. And in addition to cooking, there's also very limited ways of reheating even previously cooked foods as well. So practically, it's very difficult to serve hot fish for Shabbos lunch. So with the gefilte fish style, they were able to serve it even cold and it still tasted good, or at least as good as gefilte fish can taste. 
Lastly, and this is probably the primary reason, one of the 39 prohibited actions on Shabbos is called borer, which means separating. There's very specific laws as to how and when one can separate things from each other. And one of the rules are that when you're separating an item, you have to separate the good from the bad. Meaning when you have two things that are intermixed, you have to be taking the part that you want and leaving behind the part that you don't want. So in regards to fish, when you're eating a fish and there's a lot of bones in it, you need to remove the flesh from the bones if you want to eat it on Shabbos. And you would not be allowed to separate the bones from the flesh. So to avoid this entire issue, if you prepare the fish before Shabbos and you made gefilte fish, you would separate the bones prior to Shabbos and cook it beforehand, you'd be able to completely avoid any potential issue of breaking Shabbos through the prohibition of separating as well. This basically sums up the history, the deeper meaning of eating fish, as well as the classic cuisine called gefilte fish. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and until next time, have an amazing week. Thank you for listening to the Thinking Jew podcast and for taking the time to study Torah and deepen your connection to Judaism. If you found value in today's episode, please leave us a rating or review and subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or topic requests for Rabbi Moshe, please email the Thinking Jew podcast at gmail.com or visit thethinkingjew.com. 